Hit it. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to Pod Me If You Can. This is Pod Me If You Can. Movie reviews by David and Lloyd. An Australian podcast on your favorite movies. Go to www.podmeifyoucan.com. Welcome to Pod Me If You Can, I'm David Farrell. And I'm Lloyd Hughes. And we are talking about sequels today. We've previously done Anchorman 2, for example, on this podcast. A lot of people thought that sequel would never happen. <laughs> you know, so many years later and everything like that. We're just going to talk generally about sequels today. We're going to touch on Avengers 2. We're going to touch on a lot of sequels that either we wish existed, should exist, should never have existed. <laughs> it's going to be a very general discussion. I uh, don't think there's any anything spoilery or too spoilery here. Um, if we talk about Avengers, we're just talking about what's in the trailer, really, basically. So Yeah, bear in mind, guys, huge percentage of movies nowadays are either reboots, remakes, or sequels. And why that is is because you've got an inbuilt audience. You've got the marketing all down. Um, it's If I was a studio, I'd be wanting franchises left, right, and center. Oh, you're going to make a fourth one of that? You're going to make a fifth one of that? You know, like, as much as I'm a big David Lynch fan... I would, or a David Cronenberg fan, I would much rather feel comfortable investing my money in Michael Bay's Transformers 5 <laughs> than I would in David Lynch's Inland Empire sub-story 3 or, so, I don't know, <laughs> some weird little story he's got to do. You know, it's a good business to be in the Michael Bay business than it is to be in the, sadly, David Lynch business. I'm happy to report, since last we spoke of uh, the most recent Transformers, I'm still yet to see it. <laughs> um, still boycotting the film. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it, unless you guys really want us to, but... I don't want to watch I've it. I've heard such bad things and I've heard it's so never ending. Yeah. I just, I don't know Three if I hours. Want, I don't know if I want to bring myself to do it. I like Mark Wahlberg. He's okay. Um, I don't How know. many Transformers have you seen? Oh, I've seen the other three. Wow, so really? The fourth one. Oh, yeah. That's like, impressive. Oh, look, I watched the second and third one on DVD and I wasn't watching it at the movies, but uh, I just, I've lost interest, <laughs> you know? Um, Were they that bad? The second one was. I really didn't enjoy the second one. Uh, mixed feelings about the third one. Probably shouldn't get into it here, but again, boycotting the fourth. <laughs> so, I mean, Anchorman was like a favourite film of mine. Um, what are some of your favourite films, Lloyd? Let's quickly spin oh, Just of all time? Of all time. Um, geez, I love, really like obscure movies, but let's say Taxi Driver I love. Probably not going to do a sequel to Taxi Driver. <laughs> Unless years later and what didn't he die at the end of Taxi Driver? <laughs> uh, big Trouble in Little China is one of my big favourites. Okay. A big action movie. They could possibly do a sequel to that, but everyone's so old now. Yes. I don't know. Uh, Back to the Future, obviously. Well, they got, got the sequels done. And <laughs> Aliens, they've done the sequels to that. No, The Living Dead, they've done the sequels. Yes. Yeah, As you can see, they're big business. <laughs> one of my favourite films is Fight Club. Forever have thought it ended at a point where you could have more. Uh, really ended very nicely. Buildings exploding, you know, Edward Norton's character holding hands with Marla. And you're not quite sure what's going to happen next to these characters. I'm betting this fan fiction and things like that out there. Fight Club 2, coming soon as a graphic novel, being written by... Chuck Palahniuk? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, he's the master and commander of that. I think if it was another person writing, it's like, come on. <laughs> but as well, it's set 10, 12, 15, whatever years later... I can't recall off the top of my head, and Tyler is still living in the recesses of Edward Norton's mind. So they have a son now, and their son is um, eight or whatever years old, and is kidnapped by Tyler Durden. So he's woken up in the mind, taken him in the night, hidden him, 
and now he has to kind of reawaken Tyler Durden to find his son. Wow. And that's the plot. Wow. Yeah. So setting it that many years later, I can't imagine that it isn't to play on the fact that the actors are older. Because they're older, you could then remake or you could make Absolutely. a film. If the graphic novel is that good, yes. I think David Fincher will come on board. Well, why not? Yeah. And I think Edward Norton and Brad Pitt will come on board. And I'm like <laughs> thinking this is all going to be great, but I can't wait for this novel to come out. Yeah. I think it's April or May. I, have you read any Chuck Palahniuk books? I've read several, yeah. He's amazing, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've put Tess onto some of them and um, yeah. But pretty much uh, Fight Club 2, I'm excited to see this novel, uh, Dark Horse Comics, I believe, April or May 2015, uh, and see if this will translate at all, if it'll be a good movie. Because I listened to... Um, a podcast he was on and and just the way they were talking about it I was just getting this image in my head wow of what this is going to be when's it set to come out April, May Th- uh, 2015 2015 oh, that's awesome yeah get on board just uh, <laughs> speaking of which uh, you've heard uh, David Lynch is making Twin Peaks again yes that was a big massive announcement now funny thing is I bought the Blu-ray the special edition everything's included including the big movie Fire Walk With Me mm-hmm. um, I had just it. it was so eerie I just finished Fire Walk With Me and I went to bed and I woke up and I thought what, what's that on my feed and I went looked on Twitter looked on he's making that, that was so eerie I just finished watching the whole thing again because I'd already seen it and the announced I'm so excited 2016 he's set to go um, I think it's Shot uh, I, I don't know the studio but they've given him the green Might light be HBO I don't think it's HBO I think okay. it's Showtime they've given him nine episodes to do He's completely in control. Yeah, do whatever you want. Nine episodes, and it's set exactly how long it's been since Twin Peaks ended to now. I cannot wait. Mm. I'm a diehard David Lynch fan, so I cannot wait for this. I, I, like it to me, it's good. Like going to be one big movie. Like uh, Fire Walk with Me was like this one big movie, and yeah, yeah. Uh, for years, they've been talking about doing Zoolander two. Did you enjoy the first one? I love the first one, yeah. What's not to like, right? I mean, <laughs> the issue was it actually came out around the time of September 11, 2001, and sort of hurt its box office. It's obviously a hilarious movie, so it's become one of those, you know, found on DVD and VHS and whatever. Um, Zoolander 2, though, they were supposed to be filming it. You know, at the end of the film, Ben Stiller's character, Zoolander, has a kid who's doing his first Blue Steel. So... They're supposed to be in a world where male models are not so necessary anymore, you know. Um, they're finding their own place again. I'm, I'm fascinated to see if this ever comes out. We're still waiting. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Just... Don't know. Don't know. We're Maybe they got to the end and went, this isn't working. <laughs> well... Because Anchorman 2, as much as I love seeing the team again, I yeah. think it was a failure. Uh, I, w- I wasn't a big fan of it, but, you know, um, I would just like... To, I wouldn't mind seeing a Zoolander 2, to be honest. I think they've got a great thing going there. The thing about Anchorman, just to quickly go back to it, um, it was so much later, and I'd love to see the alternate cuts, just to see if, if that's just as funny, you know, with fresh jokes. Um, I just don't know if it's going to age as well as Anchorman 1 did, but um, I can't imagine they won't do a trilogy <laughs> yeah. um, of Anchorman movies. And in and our other podcast, the Anchorman 1, we talked about whether or not Brick is a time traveller and, and various sort of things like that. <laughs> if you're interested in more Anchorman talk, that's where you can head. We're about to see Pitch Perfect 2 come out. Did you ever see the first one? No. Singing Girls movie. 
Um, pretty funny. Rebel Wilson. She did pretty well. Um, Horrible Bosses 2. I haven't seen Horrible Bosses 1. Everyone said that was really fun. And it's just great to see Charlie Day. Charlie Day. Charlie Day. I love because I'm a big fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Although I've only seen up to season five. And I can't believe there's like ten seasons of it or something. Nine. I think there's nine. nine. <laughs> I think they finished nine. Uh, sure. I, I love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia despite not seeing nine. So it's just great to see one of those actors branch out into the movies. Mm. Yeah, Charlie Day uh, annoys my wife, but um, <laughs> we, we talked about it on the Pacific Rim podcast. He's in that film, but um, Horrible Bosses 2, by all accounts, is supposed to be as funny, if not funnier, than the original, which is one of those things with sequels, it's difficult with a comedy, especially, for it to be funnier than the original, you know. We had that with the Hangover 2 and 3, Oof. just killed it. I, 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 sort of like it almost did what the Matrix did to the first uh, Matrix 2 and 3 absolutely killed all the magic of the first Matrix and I feel like the same thing happened with um, Hangover the, the magic of Hangover is ruined although I'm not a fan of that franchise would you watch a fresh take on the Hangover which had say an all female cast um, waking up oh night. yeah I would yeah yeah that sounds spin. fantastic and one of the, there's obviously it's a bachelorette yeah. thing um, <laughs> it can be called the hangover 4 <laughs> but you cast a whole new bunch of people you could yeah. still bring back Mike Tyson you make it Vegas again that's brilliant back yeah yeah original. but what girls do <laughs> yeah and I mean it's what they've done because they're waking up seemingly around the beginning of the film it's all happened you know and they've been roofied maybe I don't know that they would self roofie the way Zach Galifianakis does in that film like you know just wanted us all to have a good time uh i don't know how like you would do it with females because them taking drugging themselves is a whole different kind of kettle of fish i think maybe if you just had them get so drunk that they couldn't remember so they yeah. were just blackout drunk for some reason like maybe they mixed certain shots with alcohol or <laughs> um you know some kind of new drink or something that just knocked them out yeah um, maybe that would be the way to go that sounds but, great. No, that's a great idea. Yeah. I think that could work. That's a as well. million dollar idea, Dave. <laughs> Since Bridesmaids, all female casts seem to be working. And as well, there's a lot of talk about Ghostbusters. So giving them a whole female cast. You know, Melissa McCarthy's name gets dropped in quite a bit, and Kristen Wiig, that whole SNL kind of group. We've also seen uh, Sandra Bullock and that uh, that sort of cop buddy movie. That uh, was Melissa McCarthy. Mil- yeah. Melissa McCarthy. What's that movie called? Yeah, you got me. Oh, I didn't actually see it. I didn't actually <laughs> see it. I heard it wasn't too bad, but it was like a throwback to the 80s buddy comedy movies, and now it's, we're seeing it with all female leads. Yeah, definitely. We're branching out into a whole new era here. Yeah, look, it's. I think it's a good time to be a female working in comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you could probably take a lot of films and go put all females in it and it's a whole new thing yeah and the guys are going to watch if they want to see the women and the women are going to watch based on this kind of bridesmaid made heaps bridesmaid bridesmaids made heaps of money even though it's an r-rated comedy kind of thing (laughs) it's funny you know i've got a pitch for you lloyd tell me what you think of this wedding singer 2 okay we're speaking about chick flicks here all right so you got adam sandler you got drew barrymore they keep working together they like each other in real life and they're heaps older now oh yeah they just did a recent movie didn't they where they went to africa or blended something. blended yeah i'm okay. sure it was terrible <laughs> i felt like i'd seen it when i saw the trailer yeah <laughs> look i didn't mind 50 first dates but i feel like if they stopped making these other films what if they did the 90s what do you mean well the 80s was wedding singer oh i see suddenly 10 years later 90s so it'd um, still be a period piece. It would. Yeah. And it's kind of like the 90s become the novelty, you know? You throw in boy bands and that Do you think they've stuff. aged too much for those characters? Maybe, like, yeah. maybe. I don't know that you could do the 2000s because you've got to kind of have the next phase of their relationship, you know, baby on the way, that sort of thing. I think they've probably held it together enough 
that you could put wigs on them and say that it's you know yeah I mean, maybe it's better than anything else Adam Sandler's doing. Yeah, well, Adam Sandler is a machine. He just keeps going. Like, his movies are terrible. Mm. Um, but, you know, he's not out of practice. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. He, he could be well on board for Wedding Singers too. yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't I, know I really liked Wedding Singers 1. I hated it when I first saw it. And I came on a couple of times in the, on TV and I watched it. Oh, this is actually pretty funny. <laughs> mm. One of my wife's favorite movies. That's why I mentioned it. Apparently, they're doing My Big Fat Greek Wedding too. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> I liked the first one. They made a TV series. Um, on that uh, okay. I, I don't know if it's called My Big Fat I think it's called Sunny Girls but they definitely did a TV series that was a spin-off of that movie it didn't do too well at all but okay. I, I really enjoyed uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding it was this film that like Titanic cinemas loved because it would week after week do constant business and they would keep it in the theatres and it would keep doing business and for the first X amount of weeks the distributor gets all the money and then the rest of the weeks, the cinema gets the money. You know, so you want a film to last for more than a certain amount of weeks so that the film, you know, makes profit for the cinema. So when Titanic stuck around for, you know, 20 or whatever weeks and then came back and did more business and stuff like that, it was great for the cinemas. My Big Fat Greek Wedding did that as well. And it was this word of mouth, slow burn kind of, oh, you've got to see this movie. It's so funny, you know. And I guess it really pigeonholed Nia Vardalos, who plays the main female lead. Yeah, look... It's, you know, based on some experiences she's had and her family and that sort of thing, but it's made her that character. I'm sure she's one of those people who people come up to in the street and they say, I love that movie, and they focus on that one thing, and maybe she thinks, just roll into it, you know, embrace it, do it again, you know, sequel. So this, there'll be heaps aged, the, the couple would be would have a family and be their own Presumably. couples? Presumably. Yeah. I think it was 2001, yeah. so it's, you know, 14, 15 years later in everybody's lives. Yeah. i got to imagine that their, their big fat Greek wedding is now my big fat Greek family, or there's got to be a second wedding. So either you have one of the sisters or one of the brothers or somebody else is getting married, there's a reason for the whole family to get back together, or uh, they're having a kid or something. No, no, it sounds very good. <laughs> well, look, these are all potential films we could be doing on the podcast, so we'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Should we talk about Avengers? Yeah, the big one. Yes. Big, this- epic, massive, what, 2015 is um, going to build around, and the branch off of what all these characters, you know, you got their own single movies and their own trilogies and quadrilogies that build up around it. I think... Um, I think Disney owns all of these guys. Disney owns They're, they're going to make so much money next year. It's going to be insane. <laughs> you know who's laughing is George Lucas, who has all these Disney shares from the oh, Star really? Wars sale. Because he got X amount of money as well as a bunch of Disney shares, and that's like what made up his his buyout of the Star Wars rights. So all his Disney shares are just going up and up and up <laughs> with all this Marvel stuff, which is an unexpected benefit. What do you think of Ultron as a villain? Uh, I loved... Ultron, when I read him in the comic books, uh, I, I think it's fantastic. And I was shocked when I saw the trailer, and the trailer actually showed a bit about where Ultron's from. Like, oh, what, uh, Iron Man crowd? I didn't know that. <laughs> the guys read the comic books, I didn't know that. I think it's like, different, though. It's, it's different? Okay, I believe sure. it's different from the comic, yeah. But they're obviously going to beat Ultron. Uh, this is where I think you run into trouble when you announce as... Uh, marketing strategy you say right um, Avengers Age of Ultron that's coming out this year and then uh, Avengers 
Affinity Stones Part 1 and Part 2 are coming out this year and this year. Ultron, um, The Avengers 2, is that split into two parts? No. This should be a standalone, I believe. I thought it was split into two. I think that the Affinity Stones or whatever is the next Part 1, Part 2 for Avengers. But I could be wrong. I was just going to say, though, either way, the Ultron thing ends and the next bit begins. Have you seen any of that vision or photos of um, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, Tony Stark and Captain America standing against each other? It sounds like the plot of the next Captain America film, the third one... Oh, that's a civil war. It's called Civil War or something, yeah. Yeah. And Tony Stark is kind of the bad guy. Yeah, it's a famous um, story in the uh, Marvel Universe mm-hmm. where the superheroes have a something identity thing. One believes they should be registered, another one doesn't or something. I don't know. Uh, I, I heard about this and I played Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which is all about this. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I know this story pretty well. I'm just hoping I've forgotten it. It's been a long time since I've played and read it. So when I see the movie, it's all fresh. <laughs> My concern is that film comes after Age of Ultron in the canon of films coming from Marvel. So it tells us for sure that Iron Man lives, the Captain America lives. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if they say we'll be doing six more Captain America films, like, which they won't because Chris Evans doesn't want to keep doing it unless he gets money, 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 I'm sure. The thing is, as long as they say, we're doing a Mark Ruffalo Hulk film in 2017, you're like, well, he'll be fine until 2017. He's got his own film, you know. (laughs) There's a danger in letting us know too much information. That's a good point. You know, because then it takes away some of the drama. You can look at the trailer of Age of Ultron and say, right, the Hulk is going to lose it at some point. You see uh, Bruce Banner shaking on a plane or whatever. You can see him turn into the Hulk, touch fingers with uh, Scarlett um, Johansson. Uh, so she's trying to calm him down. Then you can see Iron Man getting into the Hulkbuster suit. You can see they're going to be uh, there's going to be a massive kind of fight between them. Out of control Hulk is a great thing to have in a franchise, of course, because it's a good guy that can turn bad, and he's not responsible for it, you know. So that's awesome. You want to keep him around. And they're finally getting a Hulk that everybody likes. We've had the Eric Banner Hulk. We've had the Edward Norton Hulk. But I suppose at the end of the day, I am worried that Age of Ultron is going to just retread. Uh, you know, action scene, Thor feuds with Iron Man, Hulk feuds with Iron Man, you know, quick quips, that's fine, funny stuff, made a billion dollars, awesome. But if we retread all the same ground, everybody lives, because Agent Coulson, inverted commas, died in the first one, even though now he is alive on the TV show. No one really dies in Marvel. You can't come back, you know, like Professor Xavier dying, for example... You know, they just prequel and <laughs> yeah. overlap, rewrite things, time travel, you know, people don't die. And it's the same with comic books. But if nothing really changes from the beginning of Age of Ultron to the end, if it's all a contained story and at the out the other side, everyone's still where they are, I don't think it will be a successful movie. So I need to see when I see that film emotional change, if not deaths and changes with characters like if they all just bicker and feud and whatever and then at the end they're all buddies and it's all fine i don't feel like that will be a success even if it makes money yeah no definitely i can see that that's my rant yeah anyway why haven't they made another simpsons movie uh i don't know the first one was a big success sure yeah i don't know maybe there's no story (laughs) (laughs) they're putting it all into the um TV show. <laughs> they could make a made-for-TV movie, definitely. Um, but I think uh, having a Simpsons movie might dilute it. I don't know. I don't know. Like the, how many, I think there's been like 
three Rugrats movies? Oh, look. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. There's one you know where I went mean? to so France. Might, might dilute it. I don't know. I think putting Rugrats and Simpsons in the same boat is a bit dangerous. <laughs> um, there's been two South Park movies? No, there's only no, been one there's South been Park. one. That's the next thing I was going to say. Yeah. South Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut was the feature film. And again, they could easily do another one. And it would be a big cash machine, you would think. There's yeah. massive fans out there. and Just... I don't think they're doing their creative decisions for money anymore. Trey Parker and Matt Stone seem set. Yeah. And they're enjoying what they do, and they do stuff like... Uh, you saw the Mormon Book of Mormon? Yeah, that's right. I actually saw the play. Yeah. Yep. So they're doing that. Uh, they've also ventured out with Team America, Basketball. Um, oh, they've know. done heaps of stuff. Yeah, but, heaps of stuff. But but now they're currently like picking projects, I suppose, that interest them. Yeah. And um, they would have Emmys from South Park... They would have Tony Awards from uh, Book of Mormon. Yep. So now they need to get the Oscar and then the Grammy. <laughs> well, I think they've got the Oscar for Best uh, Music. I think they won it that year when they dressed Come up. Come on, really? Yeah, I think... I, I think, don't think they won. I think they won something. I, I think they know, were just in attendance. <laughs> I, I, I do remember won. them attending because he wore the Jennifer Lopez. Hard to forget. <laughs> um, for me, i got to wonder if they'll, they'll do Team America 2. Because now we have Kim Jong-un instead of Kim Jong-il in power. You could see them revisiting the North Korea situation, especially as it escalates, especially with... Um, the Sony hacking. The Sony hacking, which they've not claimed responsibility to, so it's not North Korea. But just having the son of Kim Jong-il now in power, you can see there'd be lots of jokes where he's compared to his father, where the same Team America guys could come back to North Korea... And, you know, you could just revisit. Like, the sequel seems obvious. It's right there. Yeah. Well, I read... Um, they've actually said they had such a hard time making Team America with mm-hmm. the puppetry that they said they will never go back to it. Because Team America was a pretty big success. And they're like, wow, well, you're going to make more of these? They're like, I will never go back because <laughs> it was such a hard process. But, as you say, with the climate nowadays, with, with especially with Sony being hacked, and there's this huge thing of art... The idea of art and liberation now losing because Sony refused to release the interview. Mm-hmm. I can see South Park coming back. Going, All right, Team let's America. try to yeah, Team America two. Try and stop this release. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean the story seems there. You could just also select now a new bunch of actors to be in the Film Actors Guild or FAG, and like they're the enemy as well. You've got like a fresh set of actors. You could almost have the plot of the interview a little bit where they're sent in to North Korea. You know, it's sort of. You can't suppress every story like this. Um, I think Team America 2 could easily happen. I think the puppetry could be done by outsiders. They all need, only need to voice Surely it and the write the story. Surely the technology is caught up as well. They could CGI it and make it look so authentic, like oh, the Lego part movie. Part of the fun, though, is for it to look terrible. <laughs> like, and the, the Lego movie looked like Legos. But obviously, all CGI. All CGI. So maybe they could do something. I don't know. Because uh, apparently it was that bad. They just don't want to go back to it. I don't know. I think there's a second Lego movie in production. Oh, as, cool. as well as a Will Arnett Batman Lego. Lego Batman. Oh, really? Because he stole, he stole the he Lego stole, movie. Yeah. You know, we talked about that. <laughs> all right. You ready for another one? Mm-hmm. The Incredibles 2. Oh, wow. Okay. Brad Bird is on board? or No, no. no I'm just pitching it. Oh, they, they should make happen? it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is one of those films where they left it at the perfect like that mole creature guy comes out at the end and he's like the mole man who's living underground or whatever and they're like the final shot is them all standing ready to fight because they're now a unit they've all become superheroes they're all out in the open you know they're back 
and sets up an easy sequel. The Incredibles was so fun, such a great movie. I'd love to see that team just in any situation again. Um, yeah, it's such a pity that it hasn't had a trilogy like um, Toy Story. Or Cars, which is, I mean, Cars, Planes, there's so many, you know, crummy Pixar films versus, you know, The Incredibles could easily be a sequel. I don't know why. It's taken forever for, for Finding Dory, the sequel to Finding Nemo. Um, I don't know why The Incredibles hasn't happened. And look, get another director. If he's not going to do it, get someone else. Get someone else to do the story. Like, this is a cash machine. I, I can see a good sequel, you know. Anyway, another one of those superhero movies I thought could easily work is Mystery Men Two. Oh, I love the first Mystery Men. It's, it's one of my favorite like. action comedies of all time. One of my favorite jokes is, you know, how does he? Yeah, uh, that guy is Captain Amazing. Uh, is Captain Amazing? Yeah, Captain Amazing. That doesn't make sense. How could he see? He takes off his glass. You know, that that whole the Clark Kent Superman. Superman. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. The thing about Mystery Man 2 is it did exactly the same thing as The Incredibles. It ended with them being a, a team. group. Yeah. They're a team. They're the Mystery Men. They don't have a name, really. You know, they say something stupid. But the fact that you set up, they're the sole heroes in the city. Now they're, they're not going to do anything else. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's moved on too much. I can't see that ever happening. <laughs> ben Stiller has moved on. Secret Life of Walter Mitty is a beautiful film that I really enjoyed. And... Ben still is doing wonderful directing work. And if he's bringing me Zoolander 2, that's great. I'm settling with that sequel. But I just wanted to point out, <laughs> Mystery Men 2 probably should have happened before now, you know. Let me ask you a question. Now, Terminator Genesis, I think it's Genesis, mm-hmm. uh, brings you one Arnie film. But what about True Lies 2? Yeah, that was in talk for a long time. Um, but, yeah, I, I think James Cameron could see no let's not do that but he could palm off the franchise and they could make a lot of money out of it but I don't think James Cameron's the type of person to revisit that mm. you know like uh, like with Terminator 3 there was so much money involved in that please come but like Schwarzenegger was begging him to come back and he was like I can't do it I can't mm. come back to that I finished it perfectly you know so yeah. I think the same thing with True, True Lies yeah same thing won't revisit it yeah what I've heard about um, Terminator Genesis is that the plot sends a Terminator that looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger, circa Terminator 1 or 2, I suppose, 2, uh, sends him back in time to young Sarah Connor. And then he has grown up with her, protecting her from a young age. And that's why Arnie looks old, because he's been around with her from since she was a kid, so add X amount of years. And now he's old, has grey hair, whatever looks older as a Terminator because his skin has grown kept aging but his ectoskeleton is like you know Terminator skeleton underneath has obviously not he's been able to protect her since she was little so it's rewriting Terminator lore what do you think about this uh well it all depends on the director and if he can pull it off but I've been so disenchanted with the Terminator franchise because of Terminator 3 and I haven't seen McG's one because I heard it was so Terminator bad. Terminator Salvation. Terminator Salvation. So I'm really sceptical. But I did see the trailer mm. and it looks amazing. I think the idea they have of revisiting the first one, and it looks pretty good, you know, with the scenes of the first one. I was just like, okay, that looks pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Maybe they could pull it off. I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful. I'm sure we will. There's a lot of things to tap into that world, Terminator 2. Like, Terminator 1 and 2 is the most perfect movie for me. Like, they're great, great movies. And I would like to say that's the book is closed forever. But, 
the, there's so much money to be made um, and there's a huge world in Terminator so they you know they could just set it all in the future which is what everyone wants to see just a, a all out war so in the view was that what Salvation was about? Look yes Terminator Salvation was about um, Sam Worthington's character who was uh, being injected with a lethal injection and was going to be killed and then he basically signs an agreement which um, means his body can be used for science and then he wakes up he doesn't know that he is a Terminator. And it takes him till partway through the movie where, um, you know, he's sort of being hurt and whatever, but he's not being hurt for him to realise he's a Terminator. It's in the future. Uh, John Connor is played by Christian Bale and he's grown up John Connor and he's leading his resistance and everything. And he and a couple other people have to go and find John Connor and then basically they have a Terminator with them. Sam Worthington is a Terminator and so they can sort of fight back a bit better yeah. and make an impact against... Cyberdyne or Skynet sure. or whatever but there's a big a big twist in the ending of Terminator Salvation that was in the script and it never made it into the film which I think would have made it really interesting and I really liked which was um, uh, some spoilers here for Terminator Salvation but um, pretty much at the end John Connor's dying and um, they say in the script what they do is they put John Connor's face after he dies, Christian Bale's face, would have gone onto Sam Worthington's body, because he's a robot, put a different face on him, so then John Connor is essentially a Terminator underneath, but no one knows that. So he can go on being the leader of the Resistance, can't be killed because he's a Terminator, they can just reprogram him, things like that. But Christian Bale didn't like that ending. Instead, the heart or whatever from Sam Worthington's Terminator is still in his body, they're able to put that into Christian Bale and he's able to live but he has to die, Sam Worthington has to die so you know they could have gone in this really interesting direction but instead they went for a kind of bit of a cop out and people didn't like that and they didn't like a lot of stuff about it but um, look it's a kind of check your brain at the door kind of experience really Sure. Yeah. look we'll jump into the next one I think this could be really cool you remember Leon the professional yep what if Natalie Portman now grown up Reteamed with Jean Renault, much older, and you had an even younger person being a kind of a third person involved, and you could kind of bring that story back. Well, so it'd be like a Lafemme Nikita, just Natalie Portman's character, all grown up, and her as an assassin. I think you'd need Jean Renault lives, or no, he dies. He dies. All right. Yeah. Well, then it'd have to be Natalie Portman. Yeah, being the new super assassin. Yeah, yeah. But somebody else has to come in as like a you know younger you know newer kind of yeah definitely whatever. yeah I think she could be on board if it was a good story yeah now that she's older I, a lot of my thoughts on sequels and stuff uh, are about how old the actors are now or like you know the whole Fight Club 2 example for for one is like you know could work because of the age of Brad Pitt and Edward Norton now you set that story now you can get the originals back you know no, uh, definitely. Natalie Portman now as a super assassin would be awesome. It'd be an interesting movie. Yeah. At the same time, there's stuff like Bridesmaids 2 happening. Um, very funny first one we mentioned. I suppose you can have as many Bridesmaids movies as you can have brides. <laughs> because like The Hangover, it's just a different person's bucks party. Yeah. So you've got all the different bridesmaids. Lots of them have problems in those films. And you just pick one. You pick Ellie Kemper. You pick Melissa McCarthy. You pick one and you go, it's her wedding now. Get the band back together. And you have to add new people, mm. new cameos, new situations. And, you know, this thing is going to be a cash cow as yeah. well. 
It's tricky though, but um, Kristen Wiig, who wrote and co-directed Bridesmaids, is not on board yet. Oh, okay. For Bridesmaids 2. For Bridesmaids okay. 2. So it's one of those development type things. Yeah. You think, um, based on the whole, you know, people being more grown up now, that we could ever see like a Ferris Bueller 2? <laughs> I don't know. With John Hughes not around, I don't. No. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> but definitely, they're all the actors who play the roles are all you know ready to go. Well, I think it would be primarily Ferris, Matthew Broderick. What you would do is though have him as an adult with kids, and he needs a day off from his life. So I'm thinking maybe it has to be like a. Um, responsibility sucks kind of you know speech to camera or whatever you know he's got a lot going on at work he has to blow off work and spend time with his kids for some reason and have a big day with them they become the other characters you know and whether he married the girl from the first one it's not important Um, maybe you see at the end of the film he has but the whole day has to be him and his kids bonding going to baseball games you know parade whatever you know all the things that the milestones you gotta you know he's gotta kind of reinstate this fun into his kids because their lives aren't as good as he wants them to be, as well as he's got to, you know, fight the man, because that's like a Ferris Bueller thing to do. Yeah. I'd love to see that. I understand John Hughes not being around. It wouldn't be exactly the same. But, I mean, these things are out there. You think we're going to see, like, a District 9 sequel? I hope they don't do a sequel to that. I think they'll kill the magic of the first one. But I that's, kind of agree. Yeah, but that's uh, that's been in talk. Like, the aliens come back or something like that. That's been in talks for a while. And I could see the director going back to that very easily. Yes. Basically, the journey back between Earth and the, the prawn planet or whatever, you know, has taken this long time between the two movies. And then it's the return and they're, you know, coming back to... You know, reinforcements, invasion, or whatever. just to get them out. <laughs> yeah, just to, exactly. With more awesome alien weaponry that we've never seen before. You know, bigger, better kind of sequel. You think Independence Day two? I, I heard that's a ser- last time we talked about that. That was yeah. a serious thing in the world. Supposed to be. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, Will Smith uh, seems uh, to be dipping back into the past a lot. Yeah. More Men in Blacks. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's that could be a definite um, big thing. It was such a huge movie in the late nineties. I think with all the big special effects movies that's have come out recently I don't think he'll have as much power because when we saw that in the late 90s it was such a huge blockbuster film we'd never seen special effects well we had but it was such a grand film it looked amazing uh, I don't know if it'll carry that so- certainly it's got the name Independence mm. Day but mm-hmm. I-, I don't know if it'll be as strong it does feel like it'll be one of those straight to DVD type <laughs> releases for me but it's the same sort of thing it's um, you know years later you kind of have the aliens come back bigger stronger same sort of movie. I, I hope we don't see either of those. <laughs> District 9 or Independence Day 2, just quietly. Another one I don't care about is Goonies. Lots of talk about Goonies returning. Every now and then, somebody will talk to a cast member and fuel more rumours. Uh, I did the Goonies podcast with you, Lloyd. I'd never seen the film, and, and it didn't really tickle my fancy, <laughs> based because I've missed it during my childhood, yeah. you know. Um, so if they do another one, whatever, <laughs> no big deal to me. But uh, yeah, I probably would be interested in seeing it, but it just sounds like a disaster. <laughs> it does a bit, doesn't yeah. it? Another speaking of disasters, twins. Oh, really? Yeah, they they for a long time have been talking about triplets. I suppose is the. The sequel. Oh, God. Where the third cast member is Eddie Murphy. All right. And I suppose it's like <laughs> he was the other other stuff that was left behind. I don't know how they would I didn't it. mind twins. It was the junior one that killed everything for mm. me. 
Well, yeah. I mean, this is it. Arnold Schwarzenegger keeps revisiting projects, and this is one I don't think you should revisit. <laughs> is that serious? Like, the serious talking Well, about? I mean, there's a development. I, I haven't heard anything. God. But, um, you think they could do another Jumanji? Obviously, no Robin Williams. No Robin Williams. You'd have to just have the board game be found by a new set of family, cast members, whatever. Isn't that eerie? Kid disappears and they can't find him and he's inside a mythical game. Oh, yes. What a scary story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, he got out by the end yeah. and then they buried it or whatever. Just have to have people find it and you've got a sequel. Yeah. And I think it's a kid's movie. It's got CGI as advanced to a point where we could have some really good effects. It could happen. Yeah, and they could probably break down where the board game came from and everything. Maybe do an origin story of it. That's it. I got another crazy pitch for you, Lloyd. Okay, Pretty Woman 2. So, Julia Roberts is still in it. Richard Gere is not. I've got to have Richard Gere's died or something, and now she's like a Miss Havisham kind of rich woman, kept woman. She's no longer the kind of prostitute, you know, um, rags to riches type story. She now is the rich one. She's got all Richard Gere's money, and she's like, you know, detached from life a little bit in, you know, post his death. What if... um She's in the back of a limo or whatever and sees a male prostitute, reminds her of something in her past, and she tries to help him the way Richard Gere helped her. But would they have a relationship? I don't think it would be sexual. I think it would be emotional. I think it would be... um, Maybe the fun of it gets her out of her funk that she lost her husband or whatever. But I think it would be one of those things where it's like there's a soulmate kind of thing going on more than a sexual thing going on there well what's she helping him with just to get out of that lifestyle well I think she knows what that lifestyle is like yeah and you know there's drugs and you know bad things in that life and maybe she can just kind of take him on as a pet project and initially he will think it's about sex and because he's hired for the weekend or the week or whatever like Richard Gere did you know initially kind of keep the person around and then um, you know find out that he's a good person and, and everything like that yeah, no, definitely. That's that sounds actually pretty good. <laughs> well, just just because I didn't mind Pretty Woman, um, seeing that film. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, pay out that film. I actually think it's pretty solid. <laughs> Look, it, it plays all the time, yeah. so you kind of you're forced to, um, you know. It's got some really heavy moments in it, like the for the attempted rape by George Costanza's character. That was really <laughs> dark. It was like, jeez. He means Jason Alexander. I know George Costanza. <laughs> George Costanza's is, character. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, while researching this um, podcast, I found some really terrible existing sequels. Um, we've we talked briefly about Space Jam Two, oh, yeah. how it's going to have LeBron James, and and it's due out for the twentieth anniversary of Space Jam One. Like everyone was holding their breath for that one. Yeah. Uh, did you ever see Basic Instinct Two? I uh, no, I didn't. I heard the original script for that was phenomenal. Um, and then they, didn't uh, translate. Yeah, David Cronenberg was set to direct it, and he said, "No, the script is really good." and I guess they rewrote it and everything. <laughs> Wall Street 2? I saw that. I didn't mind it. Um, didn't a lot it. of people had heaps of issues with that. I haven't it, seen it. What people wanted to see was Gordon Gecko um, in this modern age because it was made after the big financial collapse, right? And so everyone wanted to see Gordon Gecko in this new age economy, this collapse. You saw a little bit of that, but what it was was about him getting in touch with the family. And that's it was too um, lovey-dovey for a lot of people, but I mm. thought it was pretty solid, yeah. Okay, haven't seen it. I recently learned there was a jingle all the way to... Really? Yeah. It's about a different toy. It's a doll. It's a girl. This time, Larry the Cable Guy is the star. 
he's also uh, the Tooth Fairy 2, you know, The Rock did the Tooth Fairy 1. So Larry the Cable Guy is getting a lot of um, knockoff sequels straight to DVD. <laughs> S. Darko. Do you ever see the Donnie Darko sequel, inverted commas? I haven't seen the sequel to Donnie Darko, no. I've seen Donnie Darko. Oh, S. Darko, Samantha Darko is his sister. It's a widely hated sequel that, um, woof, it's um, not very good at all. <laughs> I would not recommend it, but it's it's widely hated and ignored. <laughs> Pretended it, no, it did not exist. Look, I mean, we're destined to see more Pirates movies, um, more Avatar movies are on the way. I wondered if we were going to see any more Alice in Wonderland. We talked a bit about it made a billion dollars and and could we see a sequel to that? A return like it's to definitely it? happening. Looks like it is, does it? Yeah. I figure eventually we'll see more Jump Street films. 23, 24 Jump Street, whatever. You know, just enough money needs to be kind of put in. They're making the Magic Mike too as well. Of you course. might as well. It's going to make a lot of money. It is, isn't it? Give the people what they want. You know, they should make Coyote Ugly too. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should make a prequel, Lloyd. Oh, God. <laughs> Show how they all get to work at the bar. <laughs> and have the same actors. <laughs> same actors. I thought I'd just jump onto podcasts we've already done and quickly rattle through them. You just tell me if you think a sequel would be a good idea or whatever. Chronicle 2? Yeah. No, that will be fantastic. I yeah. Think- and do it not found footage. Do it... I'm serious. That would be really interesting. It doesn't need to be found. Why does it need to be found? No, it doesn't. Like that was just a novelty. Yeah, that was just a novelty, and maybe to save money on on the production as well. But now you got money, just do it properly. Yep. That that'll be really good. And you know, I think on the Chronicle podcast as well, we talked about a possible plot for a sequel. Yeah, I can't remember it right now. No, me either. But, but I can remember guys- we talked about. it. <laughs> Uh, do you think we could see a second World War Z? I think they may have been developing I one. think they're going, yeah. It ended ahead. at a point where yeah, it was like... it wasn't too bad. It was very workshop, the movie, mm-hmm. by the numbers. A corporate room going, you need to have this, that. And they had a lot of issues with it. And they've learnt a lot from it. Um, I heard it's the, sor- the source material, the actual book, has so many stories in it that they didn't even really tap into. So, yeah, there's a huge room for sequels in that. I'd love to know if they're doing a Boyhood 2. Man okay, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we talked about it on the Boyhood podcast whether or not they would be able to do this kind of thing for 12 more years or at some point, you know, pick it up again. It'd be fascinating. I wonder if they'll do another Godzilla. Oh, yeah. With, um, pro- if everyone's on board, I'd like to see that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it was an unnecessary film, but I would like to hear a synopsis for a sequel. I mean, <laughs> are you just going to bring in more and more big, bad... Yeah, I want to see him fight monsters. Exactly. <laughs> and then it becomes a bit like Pacific Rim. Yeah. They? Are they doing a sequel to Pacific yeah, Rim? Yeah, they are. They're, okay. they're on board with that. Right. Uh, we talked about a Lego movie. There is actually a Grease 2, which you hated the first one. I'm very tempted to make you watch the second <laughs> one because it's worse. <laughs> Magic Mike 2, you mentioned John Carter... I think suffers from the same thing as the Golden Compass, and that's like an unsuccessful first film. Yeah, Golden Compass. They set up. It's based on a book series. They wanted a Harry Potter. That's the bottom line. They wanted a Harry Potter successful kids book. They made the first movie. It's got Daniel Craig, Nicole Kidman. Everything's going for, and the whole movie's a trailer for two and three. And the movie was such a flop. Um, they abandoned it. So um, if you're on one of the unfortunate ones like me who bought the DVD <laughs> and I go, oh, yeah, Gone Comes, I heard about this and watch it and go, is there a part two? Like, you know what I mean? And, oh, it's a disaster. Hmm. Same thing with, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're 
15 years away from another American Pie film. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think if they do one now, it'll just be a bit of a waste of time just treading water. But I think they could get to a point where Jim is the Eugene Levy character. Eugene Levy's got to pass away in terms of the film, like, you know, the kill off the father figure. And then Jim has to have these awkward conversations with his own kid. And in 10, 15 years, you can kind of justify him being the dad and bring in, like, an actor who's 16, 17 and his friends. And then the secondary characters are the Stiflers and everyone else who's around and their own kids and you create a new franchise. I'd like to see that, just to see them age and something like that. Look, I think... Yeah, I don't think um, they're terrible movies at all. It's an important film to us because we've talked about this, you know, it features in our adolescent years, you know, kind of becomes... And we're ageing with them sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think people like that. Just curious, what is this Collateral prequel you mentioned? Oh, Vincent's character in Collateral is so amazing. This Um, is the Tom Cruise character. This is Tom Cruise, what Tom Cruise's character plays. And listening to the audio commentary by Michael Mann, there's so much backstory on that character. I think Michael Mann brought that to the script. The script was written by Stuart Beatty. Um, this assassin who gets in a taxi um, hijacks it pretty much the driver to drive him around um, LA while he does his hits and the the character is so amazing I would love to see a sequel a prequel just to see his other adventures Vincent's other killings you know before he dies and I think it would be amazing I think Tom Cruise is uh, you know I love Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> I know a lot of people have issues with him, but he was so good in Collateral as that character, this Teflon-coated invincible assassin. They've got to go. They've got to go back to that pool. You know, Collateral was a big hit. So they yeah. recast. Is that the idea? Um, no, just have um, uh, Tom Cruise as a character, but just set some of like his other hits. Maybe you know. Um, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think they'll, they'll go. <laughs> no. I've got one uh, that. I would love to see, but it's probably just me and a handful of other people. Yeah. Which is um, Oceans. The Oceans 11, 12, 13 franchise. Prior to Oceans 11, George Clooney's character was arrested and put in prison. I know he's aged a bit since then, so it's tough to do prequels. But wouldn't you love to see, like, a trilogy of Oceans 8, 9, 10, and at the end of it, you know, you have the Incan matrimonial headmasks that they were trying to rip off. It's the focus of the 10th one, and it sets up where they are in the 11th one. Um, You've got to have the pre-kind of love story with the Julia Roberts test character and the Danny Ocean, George Clooney character. I thought you could even go as far back as doing Oceans 2. Recast, you make it the George Clooney character and the rusty Brad Pitt character. Yeah. And that's it. You just have the two of them doing the grifting and the skills... And then you set up for them to need more guys and whatever. You could even have him meet Tess at some point in that film. Um, I'd love to see them revisit the Oceans franchise. And having started at 11, I know Bernie Mac has passed away. And that, you know, Destiny says that more of them are going to pass away, you know. And so you're not going to be able to kind of do Oceans 14. That'll never happen. But to jump back, even as a TV show, you know, you just call it Oceans. And then you add people as it goes along. You know, I mean, I feel like that's... Not such a crazy pitch, yeah. really. Yeah. Look, don't let us put you off with um, this talk of good and bad sequels. Um, there's been tons of good sequels. X-Men 2 was a huge improvement on the first one. Godfather 2. Toy Story 2 is much better than the original, which is an amazing achievement. I think Back to the Future 2 is a huge achievement as well. Um, Spider-Man 2, the Doctor Octopus character with the arm, you know, what are they called? Tentacles? Metal tentacles? The arms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah look... 
a huge CGI achievement and some of the genuine horror moments Sam Raimi creates. Terminator 2. The Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Liquid Metal, you know, in Terminator 2 is amazing. And look, sequels in general, it might be the way we're going, but uh, there's also lots of original ideas out there as well, so... It just also gives the room for a lot of characters to be fleshed out. TV series always has that advantage because they got seasons upon seasons where characters can evolve. And movies, I like the idea of movies being constricted to the to what matters. But having a trilogy and seeing someone evolved all through that is, is really amazing. Like I haven't seen it yet, but um, the director of Boyhood, Richard Linklater's Sunset. Um, trilogy just sounds like yep. an excellent idea where you see this relationship just over three movies yep. you know is you yeah, know really it's a beautiful trilogy actually yeah and then or you could blow out and have four movies and have absolutely no character <laughs> development like Pirates of the Caribbean or Transformers Transformers 4 is <laughs> a recast they don't even you know it doesn't even matter does it look um, we, we might do another general discussion like this we might do remakes we might do prequels we might do um, you know reboots yeah. of franchises we've got a Fantastic Four one coming up no doubt going to be an interesting conversation yeah they're rebooting that aren't they they sure are it's going to be less kidsy <laughs> you guys can let us know what you think the best and worst sequels are and if you have any requests for us for future episodes for 2015 facebook.com slash podme if you can you can find our back catalogue our archive of podcasts at www.podmeifyoucan.com hit it for listening please like us on facebook and follow us on twitter go to www.podmeifyoucan.com pod me if you can movie reviews 